Good morning, Africa. Today, in part three of our series on the economic performances of countries in the East African region, we take a look at South Sudan and Tanzania. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. South Sudan. The world's youngest nation has been riddled with political instability in its infancy that has had devastating effects on the country's economy. As recent events have shown, the South Sudan economy is especially vulnerable to weather, oil price, and conflict-related shocks. The economy had picked up strongly before the COVID-19 pandemic, with gross domestic product real growth reaching 9.5% in 2019. The oil sector has continued to be the primary driver of growth with estimated oil production of 62.1 million barrels in 2019, representing a 26.5% increase. So, where does the country's economy stand at the moment? Akol Dok is an economic analyst based in the capital, Juba. South Sudan's economy is currently in a recovery mode. Uh, the key things affecting South Sudan right now are the implementation of the Revitalized Peace Agreement, which was signed in September 2018, which resulted in the formation of the Revitalized Transitional Government of National Unity, which was formed in uh, February 2020. Number two is the coronavirus pandemic, which has been affecting South Sudan greatly, as the whole world has. It's a global pandemic. And on top of that, the results of the coronavirus pandemic is the reduction of oil prices, international oil prices, and also you can say the fluctuation of international oil prices. And South Sudan is one of the world's most dependent oil countries in the world. Depends almost 90% of its government revenue on crude oil prices. So when the prices dipped, it greatly affected the economy. Uh, the challenge is going to face the country is how do you implement the peace agreement accordingly, especially the security arrangements, and how do you ensure that you win the trust of the international community? Um, some key updates is that the IMF the, and the World Bank have been supporting South Sudan's central bank in terms of controlling the currency, the fluctuation of the currency, the South Sudanese pound. And thus far, in the black market, the South Sudanese pound has gone down from 1 to 60 to 1 to 40. And the central bank has essentially floated its market rate as opposed to uh, pegging it or fixing it before. Uh, these are a result of reforms uh, done by the government with the support of the IMF. So these are key things that are happening in South Sudan. The biggest factor to look out for is, can South Sudan diversify its economy? And that's the number one question. Can South Sudan get investment in agriculture, in tourism, in uh, mining, or in other sectors besides oil and gas? Because the oil and gas sector is becoming very complicated. And for a country like South Sudan that relies on oil, any spike could benefit the country, but also any dip could hurt the country. So what could be the key drivers moving forward? The key drivers moving forward is, of course, the revitalized transitional government of national unity, which is implementing the revitalized agreement on the resolution of conflict in South Sudan. Number one key driver, can the government implement this agreement accordingly and can they win the trust of the international community? And on top of that, if they're able to attract foreign direct investment and attract investment in key sectors such as the agriculture sector, South Sudan can reduce its reliance on food imports, but also it create jobs and opportunities for people in the rural areas. And this will incentivize refugees and internally displaced people to return to South Sudan. Another key driver is, can South Sudan find a way to increase its oil output? South Sudan is working on a licensing rent to attract investment to other oil blocks in South Sudan. The critics argue that the oil sector is dwindling and there's no hope for the future. But can South Sudan get investment for oil blocks and get that blocks developed quickly and get revenue? That was Akol Dok, an economic analyst based in the capital, Juba. 
The People's Republic of Tanzania recently got a new president in Madame Samia Suluhu Hassan after the passing away of John Pombe Magufuli. Following two decades of sustained growth, Tanzania reached an important milestone in July 2020 when it formally graduated from low-income country to lower-middle-income country status. Tanzania's achievements reflect sustained macroeconomic stability that has supported growth in addition to the country's rich natural endowments and strategic geographic position. Tanzania's gross national income per capita increased from $1,020 in 2018 to $1,080 in 2019. So, did COVID-19 have an effect on the economy? We spoke to Ombeni Uhuru, a senior investment analyst at Tanzania Securities Limited, for more on this. The Tanzanian vision by 2025, you know, the vision was to achieve at least 80% GDP growth or more, uh, having adequate uh, physical infrastructure, uh, diversified semi-industrialized economy. Also, we wanted macroeconomic stability uh, manifested by the lower inflation rates. So this is what we want to achieve in terms of economic perspective. So what we are right now is our economy has been uh, affected by the global pandemic. Right now, the economy is growing at around 0.9% as of July. And the main sector that drives this growth is mainly construction, transport, agriculture, manufacturing, and mining sector. So we still see that the economy will continue to grow, continue to improve from the COVID-19 impact. And we can see now there's a lot of strategies in terms of uh, reducing interest rates on lending, Currently, the government is pushing to make sure that the credit to private sector is growing through imposing different measures. As we can say in the July, the growth to private sector in terms of credit was around 4.1% compared to 3.6, which was uh, achieved in June 2021. So you can see like there is some improvement on that. And we can see that the future of the economy is green and we still expect more in terms of sector performance and especially with the tourism sector whereby the current COVID-19 is, you know, there is vaccination in Tanzania. So we expect more and more performance in this sector as well. Looking on the sector that will drive growth of the economy by 2025, uh, we have to see on the government strategy to make sure that the interest rate on lending is reduced. For example, the government is uh, introduced the reduction of the SMR for the banks who are offering agriculture loans at a rate around 10% or lower. So the SMR will be reduced to the amount equivalent to the loan that was extended to agriculture sector. So basically, this is the strategy to make sure that the agriculture sector grow and become the huge uh, part in the GDP of the economy. So we see like the agriculture sector will contribute more in 2025, you know, due to this strategy. Also, there is, you know, special loans by the government, the central bank itself, to financial service and financial institution and banks themselves to those sector, to those banks which are lending to the agriculture sector specifically. So this is like a buffer to them to make sure that they become liquid and this sector enjoy the cheap financing. So expect more from the agriculture sector and the construction. Right now we have a lot of infrastructure development project we have. So we still expect more from those sectors compared to other sectors. But in terms of external sector like tourism, 
we see like because of the COVID-19, the sector wasn't performing well for the past two years. But right now we expect, you know, improvement because of vaccination. People, they are vaccinated right now. And there is uh, harmonization of, uh, you know, interaction between countries. So we see like we expect uh, more tourists in Tanzania. And basically that will lead to the growth of the economy. Also, our president, uh, President Samia Suru, has introduced the loyal tour to make sure that we promote tourism sector uh, globally. So we still expect more uh, in terms of tourism sector. So on my opinion, the sector that will contribute to the growth in the future, I see agriculture, I see construction, and I see tourism sector as well. That was Ombeni Uhuru, a senior investment analyst at Tanzania Securities Limited. A quick review of other stories. African countries are staring at a significant decline in remittances from their citizens working abroad this year owing to the COVID-19 pandemic that has seen many migrants lose jobs and others grapple with reduced incomes. This signals hardships to millions of African households that depend on their friends and relatives working abroad for a financial lifeline with governments staring at a decline in foreign exchange reserves. A new report by the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa projects remittances to drop by 5.4% to $41 billion in 2021 from $44 billion last year. The report, titled African Regional Review of Implementation of the Global Compact for Safe, Orderly and Regular Migration, shows that the bleak situation has been compounded by the high cost of sending money to Africa from abroad. According to the report, the costs associated with sending remittances to Africa are still some of the highest in the world. A quick look at the markets, a look at the Dar es Salaam Stock Exchange. Investors' appetite for Jato PLC stock has risen sharply during the past few days as they believe the firm's focus on agriculture could soon yield lucrative returns for them. The agri-based firm shares were trading at 1,200 Tanzania shillings before the suspension of trading being more than double the 420 shillings that it fetched during listing in November last year. On the Randa Stock Exchange, SBG Securities Limited has surrendered its brokerage license to BK Capital and will now partner with BK Group subsidiary in the operations on the RSE. Over to Uganda, money markets will liquid with overnight yields averaging 6.43%. The Central Bank of Uganda will hold a treasury bill auction today with 280 billion shillings. With the current liquid money markets, we expect a well-subscribed auction. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at Withadong. Music